Hello, and welcome to Notes in the Week Ahead, a JP Morgan Asset Management podcast that provides insights on the markets and the economy to help you stay informed in the week ahead. Hello, this is David Kelly. I'm Chief Strategist here at JP Morgan Asset Management. Today is January 2nd, 2024. As one year ends and another starts, I often think about a personal balance sheet for the year gone by and make some resolutions for the year ahead. For myself and our own family, 2023 was a pretty good year, particularly relative to the pandemic-scarred years at the start of the decade. As for resolutions, apart from the usual healthy living aspirations, I am determined to spend less time looking at screens and more time looking at faces. This is also a good time for investors to review the balance sheet of economic and investment performance for 2023, and make some resolutions for the year ahead. It should be acknowledged right at the outset that 2023 didn't feel like a good year for the economy. As one measure of this, while the index of consumer sentiment slowly edged up during the year, by December it had only recovered to 69.7, lower than it has been 83% of the time since 1978. Much of this gloom lies beyond the realm of economic forces. Recent mayhem in Israel and Gaza has been added to the still unfolding tragedy of Ukraine. The migrant crisis is impacting both our southern border and our major cities. 2023 also had its share of weather calamities as global temperatures continue to rise. Moreover, in a highly partisan political climate, both cable and social media have drummed out a relentless stream of negative and frightening footage of all of this to portray a world and a country in crisis. Of course, there are more strictly economic negatives also, including yawning income inequality and the enduring hardship caused by a surge in housing costs and consumer prices in recent years. Moreover, there are still plenty of reasons for concern about rising federal debt and the inability of our political system to address this or many other problems. But with all of this being said, 2023 was actually a year of remarkable progress. Among the highlights... Confounding predictions of recession, economic growth actually accelerated last year. We now estimate that real GDP rose by 2.7% year-over-year in the fourth quarter of 2023, compared to just 0.7% a year earlier. Barring a surprise in this Friday's data, the unemployment rate has just wrapped up a 25th straight month below 4%, the longest streak of sub-4% unemployment since the late 1960s. This has been sustained by the addition of a very healthy 2.7 million payroll jobs over the past year. Meanwhile, although labor force participation for those aged 16 and over remains below pre-pandemic levels, this is largely an artifact of the aging of the baby boom. The participation rate for Americans aged 18 to 64 has in recent months climbed to its highest level since 2009. This expansion in labor force participation has relieved some of the labor shortages that plagued American businesses in the aftermath of the pandemic. Although October job openings at 8.7 million were still higher than at any time before the pandemic, they were down substantially from the 11.2 million vacancies in December of 2022. We now expect job openings to fall below their pre-pandemic peak by this summer. Wednesday's Jolts report should shed some further light on this. Partly because of this normalization in the labor market, wage pressures have also eased. We estimate that average hourly earnings for all private sector workers rose 3.9% year-over-year in December, compared to 4.8% a year earlier. Of course, falling wage growth sounds like bad news for workers, 
However, we estimate that year-over-year headline CPI inflation, which was 6.4% in December 2022, was just 3.1% for December 2023. This means that workers are seeing increases in real wages today, rather than the declines of a year ago. Productivity in the non-farm business sector rose by a strong 2.4% year-over-year in the third quarter, allowing companies to absorb wage gains while still posting solid profits, with third quarter S&P 500 pro-former EPS rising by 5.8% year-over-year. In addition to all of this, the Census Bureau recently reported an 8.9% decline in deaths for the year that ended last June, as the pandemic faded. And while political dysfunction remains obvious, the self-interest of members of Congress prevented either the disruption of a government shutdown or the catastrophe of default. While all this good news appears to have done little to cheer up the average American, it did have an impact on markets. As we saw on page page 60 of our new first quarter 2024 Guide to the Markets, the S&P 500 posted a spectacular total return of 26.3% for the year. Developed country international stocks returned a very strong 18.9% and EM equities generated 10.3% despite Chinese woes. Even core fixed income generated a 5.5% gain despite a very volatile year for bonds. As a direct result of this, we now estimate that household net worth grew by 8.1% or $11.6 trillion in 2023, rising to a record $155.3 trillion. Well, so much for 2023. How about some resolutions for 2024? Well, first, investors should continue to focus on valuations. As can be seen on page 33 of the guide, treasury rates are close to unchanged relative to a year ago, although inflation, as we show on page 28, is down sharply. The S&P 500 is almost exactly where it was two years ago, but as we show on page 4 of the guide, the overall P.E. ratio has fallen from 21.4 to 19.5 over the same period due to improved earnings prospects. That being said, both Treasuries and large-cap U.S. stocks start 2024 on the high side of fair value, and investors should resolve to continue to diversify into areas of markets that carry more modest valuations, such as U.S. value, small-cap and international equities, high-yield bonds, and some areas within alternatives. Second, as the Fed continued to raise interest rates last year, many observers continued to opine that cash was king. However, as we show on page 60 of the guide, cash underperformed all major asset classes with the exception of commodities in 2023. Indeed, if cash is king, he must be a very modest monarch, since he has been willing to be outshone by a simple 60-40 portfolio in the vast majority of years and walloped in terms of total long-term returns. Long-term investors should resolve to be long-term investors. Finally, investors should also resolve to be disciplined and not get swayed too much by political noise. This will be a contentious political year. However, as we've shown on page 68 of the guide, the U.S. economy has prospered and the stock market has risen in all major configurations of Washington power. Return expectations should be lower going forward. That is the price that all investors pay for a good year for financial markets. However, looking at both the economy and valuations at the start of a new year suggests that financial markets continue to offer more opportunity than risk. To long-term investors. Well, that's it for this week. Please tune in again next week. And if you have any questions in the meantime, please reach out to your J.P. Morgan representative. This content is intended for information only based on assumptions in current market conditions and are subject to change. No warranty of accuracy is given. This content does not contain sufficient information to support investment decisions. It is not to be construed as research, legal, regulatory, tax, accounting, or investment advice. Investments involve risks.
Investors should seek professional advice or make an independent evaluation before investing. The value of investments and the income from them may fluctuate, including loss of capital. Past performance and yield are not indicative of current or future results. Forecasts and estimates may or may not come to pass. J.P. Morgan Asset Management is the asset management business of J.P. Morgan Chase & Company and its affiliates worldwide.